you're listening to another episode of the Get The Shot podcast. Don't forget you can follow us on social media, on Instagram at Get The Shot podcast and on Twitter at GTS underscore podcast. Now, without further ado, on with the episode. Welcome to episode 20 of the Get The Shot podcast with your host, John Willis at J-R-E Willis. Vinny at BFH UK. And Josh Deakin at Mr. Josh Deakin. Okay, so uh, this episode is uh, being made possible by the use of Zoom. So we're all remotely logged in and recording. So if it sounds a little bit different and there's a little bit more crosstalk, then we do apologise. But obviously we are trying to make sure we can... We're not veterans of this stuff. So, I mean, we, we we're all very much, you know, technical people of the age. Like, we know what we're doing, but like, not everyone knows what they're doing all the time on this stuff because it's not something that we're normally forced to do. Well, not forced to do, but we've decided to do within the circumstances. I guess so, that makes sense. What's the topic today, Billy? <laughs> 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 I've never done one of these before and I'm so worried that my, uh, my computer's not going to keep up on my internet. Having, because as you all know, um, if you're sitting at home listening to this about three weeks onwards or whatever time, you are probably sitting there, maybe with no job like me, maybe with some job like Josh, maybe with some job like John. Um, but we are all sitting here in the face of COVID-19 <laughs> in the hopes that we'll survive it. And there are four people in my house and a dog, so you will hear a dog bark. Maybe. And you will hear people asked, but uh, my internet will go, but that is... Uh, that is hiding from life, that is. I mean, uh, I, don't, we, I, don't, I don't think COVID-19 is the cause of that, Billy. But uh, it is. In your bedroom. <laughs> I swear to God, we have never all been in the same house like this. Ever. It's so oh, weird. Gosh. I basically live on my own. With it's my a daughter. halfway house, guys. <laughs> um, today we will be talking about um, our own vices to get through this really um, unique time. Um, Trying times, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm hope and pray that Boris is alive, but <laughs> can't be sure. <laughs> and the house secretary. Oh, God. I think uh, I think someone else needs to give Billy a break a minute. <laughs> okay, so the, like Billy said, we're going to focus on our our own vices, really things that have got us through or are getting us through, um, and I things think that you can, yeah, well, getting and and hopefully more the fact that you know things that you can do that are productive with the time that you might be finding yourself. Uh, at this moment in time um so possibly if we start off with the first one that i kind of thought about which was editing and editing images that you've perhaps put to one side or shoots that you did ages ago or whatever it might be um i know billy you've been posting some content recently mm, posting a lot yeah i've been posting quite a bit i mean um i'm up to date on my editing because i usually do it within a few days but um i do have a few challenges some photographers have sent my way to deal with editing wise um that i've been putting off for about a month so that's that's my next thing and um i'm so sure there's so much stuff i want to re-edit from the past so i did um a photo shoot with um her name's alex she's really pretty um and we did a shoot ages ago in her apartment and it was a long time ago and a really different style of editing so i went back and re-edited those um, worked on the skin a bit more because I went I went a bit too OTT on the skin. So that'll be something that I'll be reposting soon, which will be nice. Boom. Uh, something that I've done that I've really enjoyed recently is there's been quite a few people uh, that I know uh, within the community that have started posting some of their raw files. 
and then yeah. I've started editing their raw files because I've basically run out of content. A lot point. of a lot of FFAs are going on right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really good because um, like what you then see is especially when they post, say like um, so Boosh Photography, who a guy called Duncan, um, he has posted quite a few of his like landscapes and stuff like that, and then lots of people edit them, and then they all edit in different styles. So it's really cool mm. to see his edit, and then to see like twelve or fifteen other edits and. Like one of the edits that I did recently, I was one of the first people that tried a black and white edit on it. And um, ah. he was like, oh, brave. And I was like, well, you know, try something different. It's it's not my photo, so I'll, I'll try something a little bit maybe bolder. Mm. I think if there's something I want to add to that is the fact that, like, when it's not your photo, would you guys say, I mean, I don't know if you've done one, Billy, yourself. I've not done one myself, but I guess this is kind of directing more so at John, who's done edits like this now would you say that there is an element of because it's not your own photo is there an element that like you feel less likely to persecute you, uh, persecute yourself if you make a, a detail that you don't like or you do like maybe no. I, th- I think it's more the fact that um because i wasn't there when the photo was taken i can't really remember what the light was like or anything like mm. so i can interpret it and put my own spin on it i suppose so like i've added light flares and made almost like fake sunsets and stuff like that and you can really push mm. the boundaries whereas normally when i edit photos i do very minimal editing with the hope that the confines that you have are yeah. unshackled with these photos so i like to say so duncan is one that i've uh, i've done a few of his uh, sort of editing challenges um mm. and he's uk sort of, shooters have done some as well recently yeah. as well and um there's a guy called anders menge i'll put his um his uh instagram handle in the show notes but he posted uh, eight uh, raw files from loads of different places. Um, North Borders uh, has done another one as well. So I've done about three now. Um, and actually, the most recent set from Anders, I actually posted as a post. So I posted all eight edits on one yeah, show. Yeah, that's then, pretty good, yeah. And then on my stories, I posted the original followed by my edit, the original followed by my edit. So um, You can I'll, tell when uh, John's I'll making good use of his phone. Yeah, yeah, and it's and interestingly, this will this you know Billy will hate this, but they're all mobile edited. Uh, <laughs> so in these times, you need to, I guess, kind of take on that persona now, where everything is uh, is something that you should try right now, because as a lot of people are saying online right now, how often do you get time to do stuff like this? Because you're always either in a job, you've got other things, you know. I guess you think of it in a sort of scenario where like right now the the whole virus thing is basically taking the roof off of normality and you have to kind of jump out of that obviously the metaphor being we're in a house right now so we can't really it's you get the point essentially what we're saying is you're you're not tethered down to anything normality i mean bar key workers etc and you've got that freedom to try stuff that's new like even people who if we're talking about anything generally can now watch TV shows as much as they want and they won't have no repercussions, which are obviously bad because obviously they're not going to a job or they've got, you know, I mean, it's, it doesn't stop everyday things around your house, like chores and stuff like that, but you get a bit of a different flavor of life that, which will never get like this again. Mm. So stuff like recording like if, this. I don't know if it's just me as well. Like people have been posting stuff on Instagram and I'm just genuinely being nosy to if they're breaking the self-isolation. <laughs> So you're, so you're looking at on people. Yeah, they put they put a photo out and they're like, "Did they take that today?" That's why I looked at yours. And that, I thought, you know, when you posted the other person's photos that you edited. I, I literally pressed onto it to read it. I wouldn't have even thought it wasn't yours. I pressed onto it to read it to see if you had gone out 
spend on these certain John wouldn't be that stupid. Yeah. To Norway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one flight that goes to Norway for five grand. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. So obviously we've kind of gone down that route, haven't we, where we've had, um, I suppose, uh, one of those situations where people have got more time. It is interesting. My job, although um, I'm not at work, I am mm. at work, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm working from home. So during the, the day, I am, yeah, I'm still teaching. I'm teaching remotely. Um, remote working has come into it. And I know a lot of people that are probably listening to this, if they're in jobs where they've used like Microsoft Teams and stuff That's like that. Mate. Yeah, then that, that has revolutionized like the remote working aspect of work. Um, and I think and it's also people, proving a lot of things. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would have been fearful of remote working. Uh, but there are some like little uh, things that I would say I've picked up from the first week of remote working is that it's you need to have a very clear divide between what's work and what's home. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really hard, actually, when you're in your own home. Mm. So I think I, the hardest bit is, is not uh, over... I wouldn't use the word overindulging to say this normally, but I, I guess it's the only word that really makes sense. But overindulging your time spans between lunch and break timing. Well, and I think, like, I, I, I went for a longer lunch today because <laughs> I, I was waiting for something to come through from someone. And I ended up actually getting delivery in instead because I just I, I got given an offer by Uber Eats, took it with open arms. It meant I could continue to work for a bit longer and I could go tomorrow with less emails, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that it's the opposite way for most people. I think most people, it is, um, it's where they kind of go down that route of saying, well, actually, we've kind of, we're probably spending more time at work. Like quite a few people yeah. that I've spoken to in staff, they, they spend longer working. You know, they spend more time working. They don't switch off. In the evenings, they tend to work till later. So for a lot of staff, particularly the teaching staff that I've spoken to, they are finding that their time, uh, particularly because during the day, they might be looking after children who are at home. Yeah. Um, so that balancing act between work and home has been quite hard. Um, yeah. So yeah. getting out, getting outside. Say it again. My my internet's going all over the place. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my partner's starting to struggle. He um he did his first day today, and um, his dad went off last week. But he's a construction site manager, and so like his job, he has to be there. So his you job yeah, doesn't make much sense. So he's just having to constantly take calls. Um, and their house is quite small, like really short. You can hear everything for every room, and um he's trying to like find places to go where you're like his dad's working from home his mom's having to come home to do some stuff at home he's at home his sister's at home from school that's four people all working all at the same time that's a lot of like, congestion, yeah. and i think this is the thing like we're finding this like some of the students that i've spoke to they're struggling because their parents are working from home they're yeah. working from home uh you know and it it becomes difficult and particularly um probably less so of a problem for people that are a, a bit older like that are probably listening to this but like particularly if they've got young children, the demands for, say, for example, the technology in the house all of a sudden become really difficult. Like there's one laptop and everyone shares it, but now all of a sudden yeah. everyone needs it at once. You just you, you only have to take a look at the internet. Like if you look at places in the UK like Amazon, John Lewis, they're all selling out of all the, you know, 300, 400, 500 pound budget computers yep. uh, because people are just needing these devices now. Like it helps to have... In my in, in my view, it's good that I've got the laptop as well as the iPad, which means I can be a little bit more remote with some of my work, even even more remote in my house if I really want to. 
I mean, the fact that I've got a laptop already is a very good convenience to me. But the, the one thing that kind of destroys that is the fact that I have to work from my bedroom. Like I could go and work downstairs, but I'll have other people, as you said, John, obviously around me. So the fact that you've got a, a study room specifically for this, mm. you have you, you have the same circumstances as me, but yours is more elevated in the fact that you've got that isolated space for the group. And that's, and that's that largely perhaps because of the fact that in my day-to-day job anyway, I do have to work in an evening. So mm. I have to have space where I can sit and work and plan lessons dedicated. and do that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, having that dedicated space means that I can spend time doing it. Mm. Um, it, it really is to, a kind of catch 21 for a lot of people. Well, for a lot of people, they're not used to working from home. You know, they've never, ever worked from home. So yeah, yeah. Um, I just did a team's you know. meeting uh, a few days ago with, with a staff member from one of the other campuses at the college and like, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. I felt a little bit nervous, like because you, you, when you're going into this situation that no one's ever been in before, and you're remoting in to, well, I say remoting, in, you're, you're, I guess, doing a Teams call with somebody of a staff member at the college. You're not sure what to expect is going to happen there, end because unless you see their camera, you don't know what's going on there. Like I, I literally joined in, and all I could hear was just a telly in the background, a little bit quiet, and I could just hear someone just say hello, and I started to get a bit more relaxed again. Like I'm so used to being an internet person as like we all are, but I think it's like you kind of with this stuff now, the remote working, you are feeling like you are invading your own home life, but there's no real way of escaping it. You have to do it. Well, there is. And this is the thing. So we're doing a lot of remote teaching. So one of the ways Mm. that the schools are coping with it is they're remotely delivering lessons. So using things like uh, Microsoft Teams, where you end up having, uh, I don't know, let's say with my year 12 group, I have 15 of them that watch me present uh, a PowerPoint remotely so they can hear me, they can see my content and then they can ask questions. And that, to be honest, for the first 15 minutes was really weird, like Mm. really odd. And the kids probably find it a little bit weird as well because it's not normal. And the sixth formers are probably far more likely. So the college school age kids, they're far more likely to adapt to it. But obviously the younger children, so like 11 year olds, to expect them to go from being in secondary school for six months and then all of a sudden they're working from home. It's a massive change. And, you know, yeah. that's, it's not to be underestimated the, the impact that it will have on kids, not in terms of their academic progress, but just like socially and mentally for them and emotionally mm-hmm. for them to cope with such a massive change at the age of like 11 and actually younger, like my daughter, who's five and a half, six, mm. she's finding it really hard. And we have really good structure with her in our household. Mm. You know, we we are still having lessons with her effectively. She's still learning things. She's still actively mm. reading. So for people, I would say one of the things you need to make sure is that you have routine. Yeah. yeah. For anybody, it doesn't matter how old you are. The routine is important. I think the best thing that I found, uh, and I've said this to everyone that I've you know communicated with, and I feel like within my hemisphere of people that I talk to on Instagram has grown since this. So obviously, that'll be something we'll talk about in more length in a minute. But the one thing that I, I, I like to focus on is the fact that because of all this now, we've got more, um, there's more clarity, there's a bit more understanding with people. So whereas people are like dooming and glooming about the news, you know, you can't escape it. I agree with those things. You can't escape the news right now because every screen showing something to you. It could be Apple News on your phone. It could be the BBC News app, Sky News. It could be making announcements to you. But when you drill down to this all, there is a lot of, you know, sort of spread out sort of settings that you can turn off. And then obviously just your focus on just talking to the people you want to talk to and sharing the good stuff. Go looking for the good, not the bad. You know, it's that kind of difference. 
Yeah, I think checking the news just once a day. So if you want to listen to the briefing yeah. uh, at five o'clock or whatever, then that's, that's what fine. I do. Yeah, I think it's far better than just constantly surfing social media and constantly looking at all the the scaremongering that, to be fair, is going on. Um, yeah, it seems to have got on. a lot better, I think, in terms of the UK media in the last few days. They've started to stop reporting. I've noticed I don't get reports now for all of the, you know, the total account amounts right now. I'm not going to use the actual words for each thing, but like the totals in general have started to stop being shown every day now. I think that's probably just because they're getting bigger. So when they were like less than 50 and less mm-hmm. than 100, they were like, oh, these are big figures, we can share them. But now they're becoming less significant because they and are And the problem bigger. is the more you show people those numbers, the more desensitized everyone's getting. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, going back to routine, obviously, I would say that one of the best things that I've done recently is, is getting up, going and making a hot drink, you know, whether it's a tea or a coffee, making myself a bowl of cereal or a piece of toast. Or an iced tea. Yeah. Oh, ha ha. Inside joke. Um, or for, for, for a good example is just turn on the computer, getting started, letting your, you know, your team that you're working with know that you're just going to go and quickly get yourself started for the day. And like, if you have a five minutes, go and jump in the shower. You'll feel way better than you would the minute I you wake up. I think a lot more people are going to relate to me that listen to this <clears throat> because a lot of people that listen to us like do freelancing. Mm. Um, or like, I'm not, I'm not saying I do freelancing, but um, a lot of people are doing freelancing and their work has just completely gone. So can, can you imagine going really busy to absolutely nothing? And that's kind of how I felt like I was at work, sitting at work. Um, and I just wished that people would stop coming in for my own health, you know, um, people, I got people asthma- are selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got asthma and I have a low immune system. Um, so I'm, if anyone's going to get Corona, it's this bitch here. Like, um, and everyone was just coming into work and I didn't have a choice because if you take yourself off sick, you get statutory sick pay, um, which no one can live on. So let's move on from that. But, um, yeah, so basically I'm kind of on the same level as freelancers where I was sitting there and I was like, I just don't want to, I don't want to go out cause it's not safe. I don't want to go to work cause it's not safe, but then I can't not go to work. So then everyone had this internal battle where they were like, I need to make the decision. And then I had a persistent cough because it was set off my asthma and oh God, it was just such a drama. <clears throat> but a lot of people were all in the same, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, I'd rather stay at home. And now I've actually come to the point where a lot of freelance people don't have any work and they won't know when they do have work now. Mm. And um, you're waiting and for three months of money. Yeah. And I'm the same, like I've been laid off. Um, so that's just like, I'm just on furlough. So I should be going back. That's the one thing I don't like about that word, laid off. It's, it's, it's such a derogative word to use in a situation where most people, most people, I say, will get their job back once this is resumed. It's the wrong words to say It's as the well. wrong word, yeah, yeah like, exactly. I've been told I've been laid off, but I haven't. Like, I haven't been laid temporarily off. Temporarily suspended. It's, it's, a temporary, on... it's a temporary layoff. Furlough in America, <laughs> it just means holiday, effectively. Yeah. So I'm just on furlough. Like, yeah. I had to check that word up to see what you meant for a second. Um, <laughs> and there was loads of, there's loads of problems that have came out of, pay for the whole country so um no one actually knows what's going on because the legislation's not coming out yet my partner does payroll so like he's he doesn't even really know what's happening they get the scoot on on it a bit before we do but even he like he's had the week off and he come back and he was like i don't know what this 80 percent does so he's had to go through it all he's had to figure it out there's a lot that's really uncertain especially for self-employed people as well um but what i'm trying to do is last week <clears throat> i was on holiday anyway so like i had the week off so in my head i was already off all next or this week um or last week this week so it's monday um i usually have mondays tuesdays off because my job's really weird so, so you feel weird yes 
today I had all plans to wake up early, get into a routine, do work at my desk. I've got plans, I've got things I want to do. Um, I was going to do the garden, do the rest of it. I woke up way late because that's what I do on Mondays. Mondays is my day that I just collapse. <clears throat> and then... <laughs> Just be not human for a minute. Yeah, like Tuesday is the same. Like Tuesday, I, I really struggle to wake up. I struggle to function, but struggle to wake up, definitely. Um, I'm hoping by Wednesday, um, my body's clicked into the fact that I don't have a job. And I don't know when I'll have a job. And I, uh, I like, it's three weeks, but it could be like three months. Well, the, way to, the way to look at it, I think, is... Yeah. Is you, you as as with most things, just take every day as it comes because yeah, honestly speaking, do. you could you could be that person that just watches the news like a hawk, and you will end up. We're not saying this like to be rude or to be horrible to anyone who has issues, you know, with mental health and anything. But if you keep on looking at these things, you are more likely to want to kill yourself, and I don't mean that in the most horrible way because oh, yeah. the way that the the way that life is designed right now with all these media things all these social media things is that if you read all the signals in the wrong way you are more likely to want to not be part of society if you don't you know integrate with everything that's going on yes you might not have a job right now but most for most people just dive into netflix like it's not the worst thing right now the way i'm trying to see it is like financially like yeah. like this financially emotionally and physically this has been a lot i'm on slimming mm. world which has been cancelled so i'm got this internal struggle that i'm getting chubbier by the second and then i'm not walking around as much as i used to so again yeah I've got this my watch annoyed at me constantly and then, yeah and then i've get, i've been stressing a lot so i'm getting all spotty and horrible and then i'm just really off balance body wise i'm so really off maybe that most, us- most of that is short term Maybe that leads us nicely into a into a topic that um, I haven't put on our uh, on our thing, but um, I think we'll after the break we'll perhaps uh, dip into how mm-hmm. you can stay sane and the things you should do to exercise because it's not been out really the moment. And um, it's, it's a really we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Paradise Co. For t-shirts and beanie hats, visit paradiseco.uk and use the promo code GTS. 2020 to get 10% off. Welcome back to part two of episode 20. We will be talking about mindfulness and fitness, something that is very important while sitting on your ass in bed. John, yes. tell us all about it. Well, I, I really brought this up because I thought that it was important that a lot of focus has been put on what you can learn, what you can do, all those sorts of things. But actually, it's very, very important that people still get out and about because it's not prohibited that you can't go out like you can still exercise, exercise from your home one exercise a day and it is important uh, that you get out there and get some fresh air um, if you live mm. with people you can go out together um you don't have to you know, the dog. So, yeah mm. you don't have to socially distance yourself from your family if they live with you yeah. you can go out collectively um you can go to the park or wherever but obviously there are not in big numbers yeah exactly well, one of the things i wanted to say uh is Obviously, we've we've mentioned Gymshark on the podcast a few times before because obviously people have done photography for them. But I think uh, one thing that has been underrated recently, two things actually from uh, Gymshark, as, as a com- as a company, they've got a lot of a lot of respect for fitness communities. Uh, and one of the things I like about them is that they've enlisted more PTs to get on board with re- recording video sessions that yeah. can go out on their app, which leads me into. The Gymshark app, which they've been working on for so long, has now got home workouts that are completely for free. 
And I mean, they, they did charge for them previously, but I think the fact that they've had those studios set up um, mm. opposite their main office, because if, if you follow Gymshark like I do, you'll know that they've got a lifting club and one of their areas upstairs is to record all of their app stuff. And because they've recorded so much in bulk of home, where, home stuff to do, it means that they're able to distribute that out to the wider audience and people who are PTs can get money while at home recording. So essentially they're being put back into work again by a company that really does care about, you know, what you're wearing, you know, the sort of the way it feels on you and the, the overall sort of ecosystem in terms of fitness. And I think that's a great way to get into uh, something. If you've never been really into fitness for a long time, yoga is a good place to start for a lot of people. Headspace, meditation, those things are very key and vital. We do, um, we do at school, the kids are doing the Joe Wicks workout every single day. Uh, I've so seen people body, talking about body it. Coach, yeah. So he's really, really good at that. And um, again, like Headspace is good for like, you know, distancing yourself. Maybe Headspace is time. so good. Like yeah. It's so helpful. And if you've a student account, you can get it with that, with Spotify. I think. Yeah, with Spotify, yeah. I have the student one for uh, Spotify, I think. Well, I used to. And I got Headspace with that. Um, but there's a lot of people doing it, like the yoga and stuff. To be fair, go on YouTube, just type in like quarantine yoga routine. The whole world is I think There's um, Lumosity as well, which is like, you know, brain training. I mean, that's also on the Nintendo Switch now as well. Again, like the old days with the DS. And then there's also... Oh, the brain games. What were mm. there? And there's, there's also, I mean, I, not many people probably do this already or would like to do this, but if you need something that's going to calm you in terms of mindfulness, listen to someone like ASMR Glow. Like, she's really good for, like, zoning you out. And, I mean, we know Billy loves ASMR, don't you? Right? Billy's, Billy's just doing a little bit of yoga. Hopefully we never show these videos. Mm. Well, you know, who knows? So, yeah, so I think the getting out there and getting out and about, um, you could cycle, you could walk, you could run. Whatever. My dad does that, yeah. Yeah, and obviously yeah. The, the crucial thing is is making sure uh, whatever you do, you do it in small numbers where possible. <laughs> you <a yay> away. <laughs> yeah, that you're, you know, six foot apart. I think right now, cycling is probably one of the, uh, other than running or walking. Do you call it biking or cycling? Cycling. Other than cycling, other than walking or, or, or running, Cycling is, is your number one way of getting around without the distancing problem because there's no yeah. way that you're going to touch the other person in front of you unless you end up not noticing and rear-ending them, obviously. I suppose the crucial thing is, and this is because one of my friends cycles as part of a, a group, and what they've had to do is they cycle as a group, but they don't do their stops at coffee shops and stuff, obviously, anymore. Oh, no, so, yeah. You know, they, they used to socialise, and they've, they've basically stopped that part of their rides. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you can still go out and cycle. And I think cycling... I worry that we know the same person. <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't think well, so. A good example would be my dad My dad meets up with my, my uncle Craig and they'll go out and cycle. And they, for them, they, they're happy to stop in a field apart. And as long as the wind's not kicking up, they can still talk, listen. Listen, uh, Josh. Listen just the relaxation. Air is not immunity. Boris told us bitches over there. Oh. <laughs> not immunity. I'm really so, comfortable. Well, if you're keep, if you're keeping your distance in yeah. terms of that, that's fine. Like then yeah. they, they already stand apart anyway. So like you know, it's they need space for the thought, bikes. People thought that the breeze kind of like stopped any of that. No. But in it really. Just I suppose. Didn't. I suppose one of those you need things, one like, one person to cough and it spreads. Yeah, I suppose we saw that thing. Um, it was quite a good, you know, all the stay home stuff on social media at the minute. And um, one of the memes the, that I yeah, saw... Yeah, the side men did a yeah, good one. Yeah, one of the memes that I saw um, 
was uh, if you're if you're struggling to figure out uh, how far six and a half foot is between people, just imagine a dead relative lying down in between you. And uh, oh. I thought that was quite a that was quite, a, that was quite a, a poignant. You know, like, imagine that somebody's lying down. Why are people dying? Well, I'm nearly six and a half foot, Billy. Do you know what I find quite funny though? <laughs> six foot four. You're not. You're not anywhere near my dad's size. Six four. Six four. Anyway, so let's, I digress. Uh, but I, let's, I mean, one of the things I, I found quite funny is you can tell even without the American accent, you can tell some, if somebody's American or not because they say six foot rather than, uh, or six feet, sorry, rather than two meters, like the rest of the world say. <laughs> yeah, or they say, or they say something like thirty-six inches or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have a tape measure. I can't really check that. <laughs> or however many it is. 72? 72 well, inches. The way that people describe two metres is about, I think, three or three and a half people, space-wise, I think, that you can fit into, like, a lot. I guess if you're but lining up for something. Microphone at six foot. Just imagine six foot long. It's, if you, I said to Woody, because he was being quite, like, arsy about it in B&M, he was like, I don't want to be six foot away from the next person. I said to him, if you think you're standing too far away, you're about right. Like, if you yeah. think you're comfortably far away from someone... Yeah, because it's socially like, distancing, isn't it? You were like... And, yeah, yeah. Tesco had a system uh, up the road from me, and I think all the Tesco Expresses do, because they're such small shops, right. is that you can't go back on yourself. You have to follow in a snake, and you have to stay in the individual the spots. Same. No one's yeah. fucking listening, though. Like, everyone was just like... For the first few days, a lot of people got confused. So, like, if... Now I can tell that my local shop, I can tell the sorts of people who go into my local shop because I see them more regularly now, which is either good or bad. It's a bit weird, but like you get to know some people from a distance. Like I was waiting 45 minutes last Thursday to get in after they really stopped. And uh, obviously it coincided time-wise with the eight o'clock clap for the NHS, which I think was brilliant. Like the staff all came out. We all spaced down the car park. It looked like we was about to do a, a late land training session or something. But then we were all just there going, hey, clapping the NHS and fireworks were going off. It was like, hey. I think it was amazing. It, it brought a tear to my eye. That it was good. Uh, the people that were setting off fireworks are the same people that are hoarding toilet paper. You said that, but I said, we do have, I think we've still got some fireworks from last year. So, I mean, I don't know if that really counts as we're hoarding. Like we, we've had them because the weather was terrible last year. You've also got toilet roll, remember. Yeah, but I had that from January. So technically you can't really accuse me of anything. I have none, no fireworks, bit of toilet roll. But then I was in Chelmsley Wood and I swear to God, right. one family was at the house clapping, one. And it was mm. embarrassing. It was like, you were all sad, sad. Did human. you see Manchester and London? Oh my God, it, it was amazing to look at those videos. People, you could hear people in like, in places that like were obviously more built up in London. You could hear it for miles. Yeah. Like if you, if anyone knows Joe Sug online, the YouTube, the, the YouTuber yeah. personality, Patrick. Uh, yeah, they both they both was out on their on their I guess their terrace that's like in a bigger building, and they were they was thinking they weren't going to hear no one, but they could hear people from like I don't know, good three, four, five miles away because clapping has a, such a circumference of echo that like someone else does it, 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 it I guess in a, the way the virus is spreading, like it it it. it <laughs> <laughs> it goes out like a it's it just it keeps on pushing the sound barrier further and further so like mm -hmm. people thought i mean it, it for most people you wouldn't have thought you would have heard someone from further away but depending on gradient of where you live like if you live on a hill you're going to hear people for miles probably and if you live in a tall building there's no chance you're not going to hear people yeah but i think I mean, it's brilliant like, so where we are we're quite high up and we can mm. hear streets and streets and streets away clapping 
and it it's was brilliant. really really weird it was, it was there's people amazing. beeping their horns going yeah. what nhs and and there was there was videos of people it like where the itus are like completely like obviously isolated and wearing their protective ppe and you, you could just see like some of the other staff that weren't part of that department coming and clapping them through the doors and they were all just standing there, like having a are moment you- they're doing it every Thursday now at eight o'clock. I don't know. I don't I've know. Heard about. It was quite funny actually because um, there's a guy called the Teacher Toolkit on Twitter, and uh, he obviously tweets about teaching. I think he's in a he's a, a head teacher. I hope he doesn't talk about Lural. Well, no, but what he did was he was like, "How about clap for teachers?" And I, I replied and just went, "No, nah, mate." As much as teachers are playing an important role in like educating children, like making sure they got stuff at home, I was like, everyone else does, key workers should be as well. Then. Not, it does not contain to like what the NHS are doing currently. I was like, I mean, I'm, if I'm the okay. college want to clap for my work that I do, then they're welcome to. Like, I uh, every day I have actually had people. Every time someone is in me back normally, you'll get your your regulars that will be like, "Oh, you're a star. You're a, you're amazing. Thanks so much." But I had a student yesterday, not a staff member, a student, email me back a, like a tiny little paragraph saying. You are so vital. Like you may not be listed as someone who's a key worker, but you've been so vital to get me back online and get my work done that I've been able to continue to get a decent grade. And you know, like stuff like that's heartwarming. Like how many students <laughs> normally have that capacity to say something? Not, not, not that I'm taking the mic out of students, but I think the fact that they took the time to reply back to me in that very nice manner really did make me feel valuable. Like yeah. key worker or not. I've had, I've had quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of students this week where if they've had any issues getting online or if they've had issues accessing work, they'll they'll reply much more frequently than they perhaps ever would have before. So mm. anyway, so should we move on it's to nice. uh, into onto our next topic? Yeah. YouTube or learning new skills? Well, I think uh, it kind of, kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Of mm. watching YouTube videos, but learning new skills. So using the time to mm. upskill and learn something new. Well, we yeah. know we, we know one person uh, that will be hopefully on this podcast sooner rather than later. Bartley has yo-yos, right? And obviously, I think one of the things he did was he learned through YouTube, right? Yep. So, I mean, just type the words "how to" and see what the autocomplete gives you in YouTube. I think that should be a good way to start for most people. And as as creatives, we're at a really prime opportunity at the minute. So, like Adobe have done uh, free Creative Cloud offers. Uh, Affinity Photo have done free offers for Infinity Photo, Infinity Designer. Mm, so you've Final got Cut Pro option. X and Logic Pro X, yeah. three months free. So, you, although you might not want to pay for it afterwards, it might be that yeah. you've got the time to learn now and go actually. Do I like this? Is this going to change my workflow? You know, if you obviously they want to convert people, yeah, yeah, it's a great time to like see different softwares, different things. The the Adobe one only only works if you've already had a subscription prior to them offering it. They didn't really; they kept it on the hush at first, but I think they have kind of promoted it a bit more now. Well, I've said to you before, haven't I, that most of the time with Adobe, if you just say you're going to lose anyway, oh Oh, yeah, yeah, they give you a a two or three free months anyway. Mm. So it's not new; mm. it's just it's. Can I? Can I? Can I just can I point you out a story real quick? Yeah, go on. So Josh, Josh told me about this two months thing. Well, I saw it on your thing, I think. And then um, I kind of got like to the end point, and then it says if you want to cancel now, it's like a sixty something pound fee. So I messaged Josh. I was like, oh, it's good. It's going to make me do this. And you were like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, and then someone told me just to push past it, and yeah. then it give you two three months. So some guy, right, this guy messaged me, and it was like how did you get this? And I was like, oh, I did this. And he said, it's saying it's going to be about £120 fee. Like, are you sure I go past that point? I said, yeah, as far as I'm aware, I had that same thing. It was £60. You push past it and they'll give you two months free. 
Well, you do have to confirm because, like, you know, when you yeah. go through that those screens, there's the like the little dot that indicates which step you're at, it and if you get to the screen, to it raises payment. Didn't happen to him. He got charged 120 pounds. Had to had to get into the customer service. I was like, I'm so sorry. This is but just what I've been told. But that's the same as me because I've paid on. A, I don't pay monthly. I pay on. A, I do pay monthly, yeah. but I paid a committed one year plan. Uh, so I pay for the full year. And if I leave early, I have to pay the remainder of the contract. So that's probably what he was on. Well, he he did that, and then he he messaged them and said, "Like I was just copying everyone else. I didn't realise it was actually a thing." And then they gave it him back, thank God, and then came up with a new one, which he then cancelled and got two months free. (laughs) That's a happy ending. It's a happy ending. It's a happy ending. Well, the thing is, like, so bad. The thing is. Other people will have been in that circumstance, but I guess really the the kind of echoing out of that is that everyone has a different Adobe subscription out of everyone here. Yeah. Like you've got educational, um, obviously, John. I've got the the Lightroom one terabyte subscription that's nine ninety eight a month. I, I think actually, what's interesting with Adobe is that their subscription model is so complicated. Yeah. Um, you have like your, your your photographer plan, your all apps plan, your educational plan. You've got your twenty gig storage, your hundred gig storage, your one terabyte storage. It's ridiculous. It's I wish so they just give. I, w- I just want. Fo- I want Photoshop for my iPad, Mac. I don't mind having it for, and I want Lightroom and the one terabyte, the one terabyte you know light plan, Lightroom plan subscription in a bundle yeah. for nine ninety eight. It's either that or I have to have the twenty gigabyte one, but I don't want the twenty gigabyte one because, as much as I was very much rebellious against it. I actually think that the subscription plan works. I think it really takes, I know it sounds silly to say, but it takes guts to really kind of jump into something that you're not used to. Like I'm, I'm used to paying for stuff on a monthly think, basis, but not with that sort of subscription. I think that's interesting as well when we talk about different models and stuff like that. I, I don't think the subscription model works particularly well for full-time professionals because no. the amount of storage you'd require would quickly outgrow even a one terabyte plan. Oh, gosh, yeah. And then when you start to add more than one terabyte on an Adobe, it is so expensive. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. So, so expensive. Um, so I would just say um, take up things like Affinity Photo, have a go. Uh, there's a lot of people that write it off who haven't really tried it. Um, mm. You know, And actually, my experience of using Affinity Photo um, as a Photoshop, it it's not bad. It's okay. It's different. But they're always going to be different, aren't they? I, th- I think of it this way: it's it's the best of the free GIMP, you know, paint like Paintfit or Paint.net, and you and then obviously the power of Photoshop, but on a on a very much different scale because you're not paying for it, you know, as a over this period of time, you're paying for it as a license for X amount of time. Yeah. Um, all, well, all, all eternity, effectively. So you, yeah. you have this version of Affinity Photo and Designer normally as a package. And for 60 quid, you have effectively Adobe Illustrator and Adobe Photoshop. Oh, yeah. I, I, I picked it up not long after the photography show last year. Um, I haven't used it as much. So I do feel like, I mean, it, I pay £40 for it. So I don't feel too critically bad about the fact that I haven't used it as much. But I'm getting there. Yeah. And the only thing that I do have a criticism for, excuse me, is that I can't get it to work for my iPad. But maybe that's just something I just need to dig a bit more into. I would like it that I could use the, the app on the iPad. Yeah, don't you? That's the thing. Because uh, it, it's using Apple's payment system for the app rather than like where Lightroom uses the subscription for the in app purchases. So that's a bit of a annoyance. Well, you'll, have to, but you'll have to buy the app. You won't be able to. If I bought it through the Mac, 
if I buy it through the Mac, as long as they've enabled it now, you can enable um, in-app purchases and, and buying the same app across the whole ecosystem once. Yeah. But so it's you, getting better. But it depends whether you probably bought it as a standalone product, I assume. I, I bought it through their deal. So yeah. obviously I'm shackled to their site. Which is no bad thing. I think no, it's no. just that obviously at the time, the iPad app didn't exist. Although for, year, for over a year, it was the best photo editor on an iPad Pro by a long way. Yeah, you've got that and you've got the likes of Pixelmator as well. Pixelmator is, oh, good. And then you've got, um, if you really want to get artsy and like for somebody who has really been getting into like watching these different videos from people who are using um, Pro, Procreate, one of my favorite things right now is photographers and uh, digital artists working together to create an extra layer of, uh, I guess, sort of flair. And I think yeah. uh, Billy knows who I'm on about when I say Phoebe. Her illustration oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I interact to yeah. do the ones that we took and draw on them. Mm. We both it's got really house cool. party, so I'll jump into my house party later and tell her off about it. Yeah, you got so, a house party, man. House party. We need a house party. Well, you so, know, you know something. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to say that it'd be, it'd be cool to get on. You know, maybe after obviously Bartley's episode actually comes out, like maybe do an episode later down the line where we have. Bartley and Phoebe or someone else that like incorporates you know two sides of photography and creativity together and just Definitely. talk about the creativity process because I think that ever since I saw stuff like you know on Procreate's own feeds and like in my explore feed on Instagram and then seeing Phoebe's stuff I really I, I know I want to get an Apple Pencil at some point and I want to get a bit more creative myself and I think that I think that's a topic for discussion of you know what's the word I guess 3Dizing or making it so it's not just 2D, you know, yeah. the, the word that you work on, like the stuff that she was doing, like she has a, a North Face sort of puffer coat that she was expanding on with the sort of like, you know, the etching on the arm, like the sort of, I guess some sort of like... That's perspective, isn't 3D-ing. it? 3Ding, yeah, perspective. It's incredible the way she does it actually because she like, she makes shadow the same colour as the clothing that's kind of coming off of it and it, the creases, you know, it is, it is an art and I said this when we first... The small details. I couldn't imagine, like, People say that photographers are artists, but I couldn't imagine me being able to do that. Like, I can't see stuff like that. I think mm. you have an eye for this kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys yeah. have the same kind of feels, but I'll go somewhere and I'll see something different to what everyone else sees. You know, that's, that's what it, I yeah. that it's like. Um, we treat our eyes like their own lenses. She looks at something and she just knows what she's doing. It baffles me. Um, and she's done, process, um, yeah. She, do, she did the, a lot of these... Do you know where people have a meeting, she gets this big board and she draws kind of the ideas and the, the things that are bouncing around. She has no mm. clue about what what's happening, what these exact things are. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Proper like, cool. Like, um, but to be fair, like at the end of my degree, um, in the last year, I decided to do, because um, I was finish, finishing in art and design, not in photography. And I thought it'd be a good time for me to be able to learn a new skill um because I wouldn't have chance to do that again for quite a while until today um and so I learned how to illustrate within like probably within a month definitely within a month but that was like off and on full-time job doing my end of my degree but Fair I literally went to YouTube and I downloaded um I got a Wacom tablet for 30 pound off Amazon um loads of inspiration i just drew on top of photos like phoebe did she was hilariously we've been following each other forever and she was the one that made me want to do that so so weird that we met <laughs> i was like so i think it leads us nicely into our, our next point which is catching up with friends um yeah. which 
I think what we'll do is we'll perhaps take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the importance of friends and staying active on social media to yes. finish off this episode. Definitely. Right. So join us for part three in just a few moments. Fancy your one minute moment on the Get The Shot podcast? It's easy to send us a voice message. Just visit anchor.fm forward slash get the shot. Welcome back to the final part of the Get The Shot podcast. So we're now going to jump into our final topics uh, around social media and staying more active because right now we've got a lot of time. And even if you're a remote worker, you're going to have a lot of time still anyway while you're not working. And the weekends might go long, might feel longer to most people if you just sit scrolling for Instagram like I have this weekend. But I have been productive with my time, you know, starting new games, starting TV shows that I've never had the time to start. Or I'm BSL, BSL, good, good, a good example. I think you've got to, I think you've got to kind of understand the difference between learning, um, you know, putting yourself on a pedestal that you've got to do all these things. I think yeah. the weekends, for me at least, are my experimentation time currently because obviously I'm not going out unless I'm going for a walk or going to the shop. And you know, obviously, I, I didn't have a switch a few months ago, and I've been waiting for many years, excuse me, to own a Switch because they've never come down properly in price and I don't want the light Switch because I'm not one of those people. I want it. I believe you just said this. I, I know, I, I know. Billy hasn't got one yet. I feel for you, Billy. I did, didn't I help you the other day trying to find one? Do you know what's nice? There's so many people that also just cannot figure out if you can afford it. The government could just turn around end of April and not do the 80%. There's no I don't think they've got no ch- any choice to do that now. I think it's written. They, they didn't want to. It's not a written thing. The, your employer is doing it out of the goodness of their heart. You know what I mean? Well, it just so shows like, which employers are good right now. Like Weatherspoons, they got boycotted for a good reason. Well, now they have. Yeah, they have, now they have to do that. They've now gone back on it. But yeah, like for you can't figure out if you can afford it because I might not even be able to afford my car in one month. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I mean, I wish I could say I could donate you a switch at the moment, but I can't. To be fair, I've got my, I've got my 3DS with my old animal crossing and I'm just going to prepare my birthdays in July. I'll be able to see my nan in July. That's how long it's going to take before I can see my great. Well, yeah. Um, July, July is my birthday. So I'm hoping that I can get out for my birthday because I'm, I'm a, 31st of July, I'm a summer baby, but I, your, I, I, I don't, your I don't birthday burn. Is my nan's birthday, and mine's on the 25th, and my mum's is on the 5th, so I'm the yeah. third generation of July. So your birthday is the week before mine, right then? Is yeah, right? how old are you? I am 24, 25 this year. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> for? You're making me feel more older than I need to feel. When I turn 25, I'm closer to 30, and Josh, John's just sitting there like, he doesn't, he, right. he doesn't need to... <laughs> He doesn't need to contribute <laughs> to this because no. he, he, he already feels it. I, I'm, I'm not even going to contribute at this point because uh, I'm substantially older. And he's going to start making himself feel better. Woo! Yeah. You, yeah know. you are literally the age of my brother at the same time because you, you're a 98, right? Yeah. 98, yeah. Oh, I was in uh, year nine <laughs> at secondary school. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when they had the cane, John? Yeah. <laughs> Would yeah. I be your child? Is that a thing? Uh, well, no. Hang on. Let no. me think. I'm 36 this year. So you. How old be... is your daughter? <laughs> well, she's six. So, uh, hang on. No, because no. I would. Well, uh, well. I suppose possibly if I'd conceived you when I was about 11 or 12. <laughs> yeah. God. I mean, some countries you can probably, but we're not going to yeah. go there. I'll take it 14 <laughs> onwards. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So. 
are we feeling more social? Um, I mean, for all the extroverts, they're like dying. I think. But I'm. Uh, an, I feel like I'm an introvert. But. I think people who have been very introvert for many years are now starting to bring that spectrum back to the middle. I forget what we. I think I said to a friend the other day, "What's the word to describe being in the middle?" I forget. There's a word to describe Human. it. Like, huh? Human. I think. <laughs> like I think I don't think you should be. T- too much. We are no. Let's just start and end there. Like, and I thought that, and I thought that, nice, you know? and I thought I was quite crude earlier about people dying. You are <laughs> like, you are. Yeah. Well, well I, so I, I think it's quite interesting. Um, I would say that people are perhaps uh, they're probably socialising more using technology than they've ever done before. So we're like, really I, leaning on it yeah yeah i've definitely done an awful lot more video calls with people than i've ever normally done um, i've never video called anyone other than my little sister mm. like have you noticed how- with the internet like the internet has been fine for everyone for the most part i've had a few technical problems with wi-fi a little bit but those things always happen you know on and off generally like we all have the different struggles with tech but i think for the most part a, a lot of people are, are, are a little bit paranoid about doing it constantly or getting too used to it but then there are people on the other side if we're talking like a sort of spectrum who actually are finding it to, to be less of a deterrent now and less of an annoyance and actually finding that this is actually becoming a good sort of backbone of what they do generally in a day-to-day life. Like people who heard of house party six months ago, there was not many people, not many people was using house party six months ago. And you look how many people now they've got on their servers. It's amazing. Like they've, they've become a massive platform, not overnight, but close to overnight. And you look at all the other social media networks that are starting to pick up pace. Facebook has seen a surge of people coming back to their platform, which I didn't think was going to be happening. But I guess this virus has kind of brought out different things in general. So when we're looking at the sort of social media... This virus has turned our shit upside down. Well, yeah, like the world is recovering while we're internetting, I guess. Is a way of putting I think it. what's emotional is I was becoming more social at the end. Yes, so you said, before, yeah. Yeah, just before Corona took over, I'd been going to Glug, the Glug event um, with, and then obviously you meet a lot of people there. Bartley, Phoebe, and I started yeah. talking to people I'd never really spoke to before and I started going out more. Yeah, and then at the end, and then something, and then we're still talking, but it's like, even I'm kind of like, maybe I do need a minute where I'm not talking to people again but then think, you don't want to become in your own bubble like, yeah. I feel like I'm quite social but I'm not like you've got better at the messages on our group chat but then again you're not you're, you're not I'm constantly not really, away from your phone am you I'm not I'm not a message person like if anyone that knows me like I'd rather have a phone call like yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree and this, mm-hmm. this is what I worried about with me and my partner being away from each other because I was like we don't text well like, well, I just the best, don't, the best I don't... way to do it is to is, is to apply the sort of I'll meet you I'll meet you at this time on FaceTime because my nan and granddad for many years now have had iPads themselves and they they use them quite regularly alongside their Kindles and they can just have the telly off and just be doing things on their Kindle or on their iPad playing little games but then my uncle Alan will talk to my nan and granddad through the FaceTime they'll say right well I'll see you tomorrow at eight o'clock you know having a having a schedule that. And this is something they've been doing for four, five, six years probably now since they've, they first owned an iPad. And it's good because now, I mean, we don't do it as often 
at least pre this situation, obviously. But now, like, we'll even jump in and we'll start doing a FaceTime call with them. And we'll have, like, because with FaceTime, Apple's platform, it has up to 30 spots that you can fill, which is, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be doing that at the moment. But house party, I've seen people with thousands, uh, not thousands, yeah, thousands yeah, hundreds. I'm house party. And I'm sure, John, you, like you said you were doing a, using Zoom the other day with your staff, right? to do a pub quiz tell them about the pub quiz yeah so we did a we did a staff social on a friday night which we'd never normally do as a staff but we did a pub quiz um we actually used microsoft teams rather than Zoom. yeah yeah, but um it was really really good we had about 35 40 staff in and um we were able to just like as a quiz host you're able to just go oh so i don't know rachel what do you think is the answer to that question that you know they're chiming they'd unmute themselves and just go i've no idea i put such and such and everyone had a good giggle you know but it's quite a social event and i think it's just really important that the social side of stuff we kind of concentrate on the creative side of stuff but actually for everyone's sort of own social aspects like, and, and they're particularly, yeah particularly like especially like you say our elderly relatives who are having to either shield or isolate at the moment it can be a really lonely time, so the technology is really useful to be able to communicate mm. with those people. The funny thing I found is that my nan and granddad, like, just seeing what they're doing and hearing what they're doing, I mean, they they spend time indoors, but then they've gone out and done the gardening. They they've they've completely sorted out the garden now, so they've probably done a bit too much, and they probably need to scale it back to so their stuff to do still in the garden, so they don't always stay indoors. That's my mum's approach. What's that about? My mum said we don't want to start. Yeah, the garden. you want to run out of stuff to do. I was like. And yeah, have you seen? We don't have anything to do, Rob. My, if I had a problem. pound for how many people have done banana bread this week on my Instagram oh, feed, I've got out of doubt. I've got banana going out. I need we're, to do it. We're doing it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So the the interesting thing is though, okay, is because I I really want to build because uh, I think I'm <laughs> I might have mentioned this before um, that I want us to be able to record in my sort of man cave. Not it now. <laughs> well, I can't because the shop or the shops, well, they are open. Like B&Q is Ikea, open. IKEA is online open still. Yeah, but I don't know. IKEA is no good. What I, what I need to do is build a new shed to put all the stuff that's it's currently in the shed. You shouldn't be. Yeah, so I could go, I could go and get the stuff, but I would I would define that as non-essential. Non-essential. Um, if you go to ASDA, they've got loads of plants, yeah. and I bet they have something like because then you can just work that into your necessary shop That's yeah well we've we've um we planted our vegetable patch uh with the little one uh this week oh, so now nice. a daily chore is looking after that so it, it factors in you know because and it also teaches your kid um you know how to deal with things that are yeah. that need need control over them you know like just going and knowing that you've got to go and do that it keeps routine it keeps you growing as a person guys like my house isn't north facing no my my house doesn't face the sun. It faces yeah. the opposite direction. Nothing I own survives. I've had to put two plants outside so they can get a bit of sunlight. So, it's emotional. Yeah, so I yeah. think there's a, there's a lot to be said for actually, you know, doing things uh, socially with the people that you live with potentially as well. Like obviously, Billy, at the moment, you're looking after a younger sibling. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Know, God. Earlier, I swear, every word she said was just like a screeching sound. Losing her, vo- losing her voice or just just annoying no just because she's the worst and i was like what do you want she's like she wants she's wallpaper in the um, her bedroom great time um, and she just wants everything done now now and i feel like the food we've bought i bought like a big tray of donuts like halfway through and it's... <laughs> that's it oh yeah, get all the essential <laughs> foods billy donuts yeah well 
they well, were on reduced. If I'm if I'm being honest, the- yeah, they had Doritos at the te- my local Tesco, and I saw that there was two for a two for two quid. So I was like, yeah, I'm bagging them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I have not been to a corner shop. I've been to Asda once. I didn't panic. And, yeah, I've been going to the shops for two weeks. And then I went, and it was no. There was loads of toilet roll. There's loads of chicken, everything. Like, and and I noticed as well, a lot of local shops in the area have now started taking contactless again and card again without the limit. So again, I don't know what's going theory, on with that. Another theory is it's a great time, and it was like um, they're getting better. The, the small corner shops right now, they are learning. Bitcoin, like it would be good if he he should have invested or something sooner. Because something to do with the contactless debit cards, shit like that. Like, well, they're moving the contactless payment amount up to forty-five pounds in the UK, as far as I have heard. It's not in place dangerous. just yet. But I mean, why, why, why does everything have to be contactless? Why can't we just type the pin in? I always forget my pin because everything's contactless. Well, the thing is, the problem with the pin is you get the same. You got the same problem with carrying cash right now. It's a big problem for people who are trying to stay away from getting the virus, but they get the, you know, the cash touching the cash and then typing your pin in it gets really messy it does so the fact that you can just pick up your phone and just go tap done it's way easier yeah well i don't have apple pay but i wanted to but um it's great i'm hoping i become a more social human after this um house party is so good for anyone that wants to do stuff like that like i i've been on it the past few days like i've really missed the woodwoods like Woody's family, but I miss, and then my family, my sister lives far away. And um, my nan, she's just, I really tried to get her into this before Corona, get her into being able to do the videos and stuff, but she can't even work her way to unlock it. So I've given up. Like, but the oh. great thing is, like, my nan, like, I live at, um, I'm not gonna say what road, but I live at 111, <laughs> and then my nan lives at 118. So, like, I just walk across the road. I could just talk to her through the door. Just shout from the middle of the oh. road. She can see me from my house. So I can just... Nan, can you hear me? Well, the thing I've got is, house party. What's house party? I'll have one in my house. I suppose... <laughs> I suppose uh, it's probably says something for the fact that, like, Facebook have, like, launched, like, Portal. So the ability to have just a camera that plugs into your HDMI cable and then literally yeah. as you phone someone, she's the TV automatically to Portal. You yeah, messenger or WhatsApp. And that's, that's actually cool. quite good. Like that, I can see that being a benefit to people that aren't quite so tech savvy. Like, if you don't mind Facebook savvy. still harvesting your data as usual, yeah, <laughs> we didn't even know that though. That's the problem. Like, we didn't have enough time. Like, everyone was associating Corona with, uh, I think, it was a bit of a joke. Like, even I was kind of like, it's not going to hurt us. It's not going to get to us. And if you, I think if it's what we, it's what we've said already, like over the last few weeks, and even before, before like we stopped being able to see each other when we last recorded before, even before I went away to my, my cruise is the fact that like, we don't want to believe something's happening until it's already started happening. Yeah. And that's, that's the sort of philosophy that your brain thinks because your brain is in a panic mode. Yeah. Well, prior, prior to you going on holiday, I remember saying to you quite distinctly that this was going to be pretty major and you're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, it is. Because it, I, I, major. And that's the thing. Like you, you were questioning my motive after when we was all talking in the DMS and I was just like, well, I, I, I've, it's real now. It feels real to me. Like I saw the ramifications of that in airport in my in the airports in Miami and everything. Like, I mean, an outside experience. 
I, I, I didn't even realise in America that you have to take your shoes off when you go through security in America, yeah. which really spooked me out. Because the, the, the floor was freezing cold, it was. And you do I, in I most UK friends. airports now. Most UK airports mm. are asking you to do Yeah, my mate gets her shoes scanned every time she goes through. I still think it's a race thing, to be fair. It's slightly mm. like, every, it's, I'm here, white girl, no one touches me with my shoes. She walks through and they're like, we need to test you for drugs. Every single time. And we go on holiday to go out often. America are very well known for being the worst in terms well, of security to the people. Last, the last time that I went to America, uh, there was a, an old uh, an old lady and a, her son, I assume, of Asian descent in front of us in the queue at JFK International Airport. She was in a wheelchair, quite obviously quite frail. Um, mm. And they were letting loads and loads of people through. And then, like, literally the way they spoke to them, the TSA people, it was dire. It was just... They are, so I think... I think they are not on purpose racist, but they are like. There's, there's a bit of a distinction between security and police forces in America, which we don't really want to jump too much into. It's just yeah. you know they got to stick up their ass constantly. Mm, I don't like that. I think anyway. Do that. <laughs> going on. So with that in mind, I think we've kind of come to the end of episode twenty, which is our first remote recorded session. Yeah, the uh, the, la- the last thing that was said was stick up your ass, play. Can we, like, when does this go out? What day? Because can we put our hopes and dreams out into the universe? I really believe that when you say something, it takes it in and then it, it makes you like, feel better. So this is going to, this is going to... Hopes and dreams. This will publish on the 29th of April. It's quite a while away, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I hope. Wait, how many weeks is that? Like, that's not Six three. weeks. Six well, weeks. Six weeks, yeah. So hopefully, let's, let's put our dreams out there for a minute. I hope that Donald sorts his shit out. I hope Boris doesn't die and carries on being great with the UK because that's why he has. Which is surprising to say. Everyone that didn't like him. Well, is that um, after it? Is that after he abandoned the idea of having a herd immunity and letting two hundred and fifty thousand people die needlessly? He's doing fine. Which, compared we, to the which hasn't been confirmed or denied China by the government. And Italy, oh. poor Italy. Who was that? I hope Italy gets better. But anyway, I have a job. I think what what I probably mention is the I'd like the to to say that we're starting to get to to get back to a bit of normality. I know it won't be much normality. Maybe that's like we're allowed to, we're allowed to go out, you know, in in small amounts a day rather than just once a day. Um, but I think same... I think I think until June though. I think June and July. June. I think is is realistic that the same restrictions, if not worse, will be in force. I just think that people aren't listening. It's some people. Most people are, and most people are being sensible and staying. I don't home. go out. You don't yeah. go out. Josh doesn't go out. We're but, part of. I've already going. said. I've already said this in in my groups. Like as as harsh as it is, I think there should be an island designed for these people, because if they want to stay outside and get the virus, then that's up to them. Like I'm not saying this to be a hypocrite, but you are the hypocrite if you are not trying to help this this movement, because yeah. there is no excuses. Like. Even people who you watch online who kick and jaff, joke and laugh, like Sidemen, like KSI, you know, and all these bigger YouTubers, if they're saying the same thing as everyone else is, they're not just saying it for their own, you know, you know, gain and monetary. They're saying it because they're indoors as well, listening to the advice. And if you're one of those people that aren't listening to the advice, what are you even doing on this planet? Like, just being honest here, we want to get past this and then be able to tell our, you know, hopefully tell our grandkids you know, later down the line or people that we know from, you know, in the future, that this was something that we looked on as a very good thing that happened. Not Obviously not good in the, in the fact that obviously we've oh, lost yeah. a lot of people and the populations have started, you know, 
diminishing across the world. But it's a lesson to learn that we, we treated something with a lot of sincerity, you know, because honestly, like we, we, we were laughing about this maybe like two or three months ago, like it's well, nothing, it's not going to happen. Not, and I, now I, look I, at us. I think it's, it's quite telling, isn't it? That what it's shown is that there's quite a lot of people that do have the best interests of everyone at heart. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's not just the case that general people, it's celebrities as well. Like celebrities like yeah. um, the, the the Rock, he, he was on Instagram yesterday, like eating French toast. It was really heartwarming to watch. It was nice. It's brought out more people online that you wouldn't normally see just in a general live sense. Like how often do you see the Rock go live on Instagram, you know, and all these big YouTubers and Instagrammers? Yeah, what it's also shown is some celebrities are not really celebrities. They have no status in the world, no influence. They're just they are social celebrities whereas some people have mm. more of an impact on people's lives and i think mm. it's interesting that um you know all these people are, are clubbing together with the stay home uh you know save the nhs save, save the nhs and protect people's save lives, lives you know lives. and that is that is important or stay at home save lives protect the nhs i think is the mm. official tagline yeah. but as, cr- whole- as, cr- as cringy as that could come across i think there's no more sincerity than that and we're really lucky as a country, you know, we, obviously we host from the UK. We're really lucky that we have a health service that is open to everyone and that mm. is, is accessible America's to had everyone. such a hard struggle. Like that it had to, there was, I think I watched a video of this lady having to question this congressman, I think five or six times until he said, yes, we will start doing proper testing and we'll mm. start making it right for people. Like mm. America, America, if I'm being honest, whether Americans are listening to this or not, you guys probably know this yourself. Your health system is broken. and the whole system of extra, you know, sales tax and stuff like that. It's a whole other conversation, but it's, it just is telling of which countries are surviving better throughout this in general. And just look at like Italy, I think, or Spain, who I've heard recently are starting to get restless. Well, sorry guys, you were the first to have it happen to you and you need to set an example for other countries, whether you like it or not, because we've got to all do it together. We can't, you know, do it separately. And it's telling which countries are listening to, the World Health Organization, who are really trying their hardest to make this message come out. Like they was doing a wash your hands challenge on Instagram. Like they're trying to engage with every different uh, demographic out there and age group. They've got WhatsApp bots. They've got uh, all sorts of things going on. They've got, you know, and you've got that sort of element, haven't you? Where if people, uh, oh, Billy has gone. We lost Billy. Um, so okay. we've got that, um, we've got that sort of, uh, sort of that World Health Organization um, where, uh, we're kind of at the point, aren't we, where they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to encourage people to have mm. uh, the right sort of, I suppose, uh, I suppose that sort of that aspect of people able to sort of do the right thing to save those people's lives. But there are always going to be a handful of people that don't follow mm. the rules. And look, and look at the one of the best things that I think has come out of this is that the homeless are finally getting homed into ho- houses away from yep. the streets where people can't infect them. And I think that is very heartwarming and very telling of how many people have been donating as well. Like look at sport relief. That was mm-hmm. at the start of this pandemic, but they donated yeah. half of the proceeds to the, the outbreak pandemic going on right now. Definitely. So, you know, it's a good way to drop on. And I think I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You look at all the events that have been cancelled and initially I think people met those events being cancelled, whether it's a photography show, half the F1 season, uh, whatever it might be. I think well, the, people the were... The F1 teams are working on, working on the ventilators now, aren't they? They're yeah, all working exactly. together. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So what it's shown is the ability for people to bring things together, to get things to market very quickly. And uh, yeah, I think it's just shown that people can work really, really effectively. 
um, as a as a you know a consortium of people to to make things really right. It shows it shows that even though we've had a lot of atrocities for year on years, you know, world wars in the past, uh, I think that it's telling that we may have been very divided as a country or as nations or as just the world as an, as a whole. But when when we are facing a pandemic in turn, apart from maybe one or two places in the world. Everyone is on board, even even the most remote of places like North Korea. We don't know much what's going on over there right now, but I have heard that they are work, trying to work with China and their local areas around them because no, North Korea isn't, isn't getting away from this virus either. No, well, South, Korea, in- South Korea have been one of the most prominent testers to make sure that they're testing everyone. They started early, back yeah, in January, and, right? And that has helped. Yeah. on the phone that like, yeah. is dealing with it as well. Yeah. yeah, and same in China. They had a, they had a, an app that said where you know they could track who around them. You can ask uh, Siri as well. Yeah, yeah, but there's there's obviously privacy concerns that people have in this country about how monitored people would be for that and stuff like that. But in reality, I think it just is shows it really that, that big you know, when you're worrying about something like this. I think yeah. right now, privi- it, it, my privacy was a little bit abandoned because I got the help I needed from from you know health specialists. You know, that's a bit of privacy that I'm willing to give out because mm. what's more important, your life or privacy at that point? Mm. You know, you don't want to you don't want to throw life away with that one. So on that note, so, I think yes. we round up and we say, you know, we hope that everyone is being productive, that you're all learning new skills, that you are socializing and staying safe. Mm. Stay in touch with us on our social medias and say we we try to post regularly on the Get the Shot podcast one, but we we're hoping over the next few days, um, maybe next few weeks, Billy now has access as well. We've all collectively got the access to the account so we'll start pulling maybe you know bits of content uh polls like i've been posting on my account a lot of you know bits of news that i think is worth sharing and noteworthy you've done the same john where it's you know necessary or right and even billy's like shared some stuff like we we was looking at um jessica biski kabiski biski i think i said that right the animal okay. crossings yeah kabiski yeah oh is that Her, the has, woman with the annoying voice <laughs> with the Animal oh, Crossing, she dear. she did self she did self portraits inside of Animal Crossing, and there's some people who have done shoots through webcams with models. I think that's amazing. Uh, yeah, let me point out them. There's Rebecca Spencer who's been doing it, and then Olivia Bossert. And then if you if you do the emails for Olivia Bossert and you do the kind of photography that I do, she's doing uh, like any kind of emails. Um, the most recent one was like 89 magazines you could submit your work to, um, which yeah. I thought thing that I'll be sitting here doing tomorrow. Which would be cool. Good way to be um, productive. But yeah, no, well, it's so easy to said than done, isn't it? So yeah. easier said than done. But um, it's hard to be productive when you're sitting at home. I think having two different spaces is really important. So, like, you have like your bed. And then your office, this line, hedgehog. Bed. I wish I was lucky for that, but obviously, I'm I'm making it work as best as possible. Where I'm just getting up out of the uh, my my office space shared at the moment. Obviously, yeah. I wish I could build a table in my room, but I just don't have the room space. So I'm just, I think for for the people that who have been who've been reading their voice saying, "Oh, I've, I haven't got a table," this that, and the other. In my opinion, just do what you think is necessary for your space. Like I'm lucky enough that I've wired up my setup where I can have etherneted things or if I want to just take that off I can walk away with my laptop I don't have to be in this room all the time I could go and sit in the living room where it's a little bit more quieter sometimes um because not my, my my dad still has to go out to work at the moment because his job's it's, it's a key job to go out to my mom when she's got kids here because she's a childminder and then my brother well he works at a company that's now currently closed so until he gets back into work he is doing what he's doing he's watching his youtube maybe learning some new 3d printing stuff at the moment so he's been productive his time i'm being productive with my remote work time 
and my own spare time. So I guess as a whole, stay tuned for content from us, for our Instagrams, for our podcast Instagram. And you know, you never know, you might even see a live stream from us at some point through the future because we are looking into different things and testing the strengths of stuff that we're using like this. Yeah, with absolutely. the uh, Zoom. So until next time, I've been John Willis at JRE Willis. Billy at BFH UK. And Josh Deakin at Mr. Josh Deakin. Bye for now. Bye for now.